Accessing node A two E E E three four Q. Connected. Downloading. Transfer complete. Welcome back to the Dead Drop, your secure transfer of video game and developer news. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. It's a brand new week, a brand new set of controversies, but also it's wrapping up Melbourne Games Week. For those of you who aren't aware or don't live in Australia, Melbourne Games Week, located in Victoria, is an excellent, huge Games Week where developers and consumers come together to enjoy all aspects of gaming, even parts of education, which is a bit that I absolutely love. But it's also the time where PAX Australia takes place, and as it's only been around for a very short time, you US listeners must understand that you've been enjoying PAX for a long time where Australia hasn't been able to. So it's great that it was here. Check out the socials for all of that PAX Australia stuff if you'd like to find out more. And definitely, if you're a developer listening, think about visiting Melbourne in Games Week. It is ridiculously awesome. Now, before we begin on today's episode, I'm going to try something a little bit different this time. We're going to try and tackle even more news stories if we can. So listen on and let me know what you think. This is your transfer from the 10th of October, 2022. And these are the news stories that you need to know. If you are at all familiar with the Nintendo eShop and the games available there, you might be surprised sometimes to see that there are some questionable adult titles on that shop front. There's a publisher, Gamuzumi, who has released a lot of titles there. Elves Fantasy Hentai Puzzle, Beauty Bounce, Inside Her, and in parentheses, Bedroom. With the latest game, Hot Tentacles Shoot, from this publisher, Nintendo has denied their access to the eShop because it contains nudity. This is apparently a first for Nintendo, there seem to be a number of games that may or may not include nudity or at least references to it currently, and this could mean that there's going to be either censorship or a new 18 plus rating on the previously known children's gaming platform. This kind of censorship isn't uncommon, but the fact that it hasn't happened on the platform yet is interesting and that Nintendo is kind of taking a bit of a backward spin on this one and potentially we'll see more censorship on the platform afterwards. Setting an 18 plus rating might set Aussie Nintendo players in turmoil because we've historically had a very bad relationship with highly rated adult R18 games that haven't been classified and then cannot be sold in Australian stores. But whether that turmoil is justified for the type of game Nintendo is cracking down on here, I'll leave that for you to decide. In Steam Deck news, it seems their production is going so well that they've removed reservations for the Steam Deck and now you can just purchase it and have it delivered within one to two weeks, depending on the model that you purchase. This is great news for the countries that it's available to, and they are looking at expanding that to more countries, including Taiwan, South Korea, and Japan. But unfortunately, my fellow Australians, we are not yet on the list. I'm sure it'll come eventually though. Valve has also announced a docking station, which was announced previously, but had to be delayed. It's available for $90 USD or 80 pounds. It charges the Steam Deck, it has output for monitors from DisplayPort or HDMI, and has three USB 3.1 ports as well. It is competing with some third-party solutions from other developers, but at least having the official one out there means that people can have a product that they know will work with the Steam Deck. Valve also got into a tiny little bit of trouble after they released a Steam Deck promotional video that had the Yuzu Switch emulator present on the screenshot of the Steam Deck. They have since removed this, 
but it's kind of opened up the floodgates and the official discussion about emulation on the Steam Deck, which isn't quite an official, let's call it a function of the Steam Deck, at least as it's promoted. A quick update on Overwatch 2's Rocky launch. It seems that they have backtracked on some of the SMS protect issues that were happening last week. They have since removed the requirement for people to add their phone number to access the game if you have an existing account with Battle.net, but they have still left the requirement in place for any brand new Overwatch or Battle.net accounts in order to access the game. In case you didn't catch it last week, this means prepaid phone numbers from certain companies in the US won't be able to register that phone number and play Overwatch 2. Blizzard has also been dealing with another bug in the chat of Overwatch 2 that would, without permission, auto-purchase certain skins and other aspects of the game. This meant that people were spending money without intending to spend it, but Blizzard isn't issuing refunds despite having fixed the bug. As a now free-to-play game, and very microtransaction heavy, them not backtracking on this is them trying to preserve some of their financial gain in this aspect, I would say. But hopefully the accidental unlocks are nice enough to keep. I must admit this upcoming story escaped me somehow, and I'm not entirely sure why, but YouTuber Dan Allen Gaming has been caught short after creating an account on Twitter called The Real Insider and was breaking NDAs and releasing information that was provided to him confidentially in order to leak information about upcoming games. In particular, all the stuff about Assassin's Creed that seemed to leak before the Ubisoft announcements. This was him. After an apology video on his channel, he has since removed himself from the internet just to get some space. The apology seemed somewhat sincere, but it didn't really address what he actually did. Seems like he's not taking responsibility or ownership for it, but the biggest thing for us in the creator space and for you as consumers is that now companies are going to be really locking up these NDAs tight and there may be fewer opportunities to get information to better inform your gaming choices in future. Let's hope it doesn't have too broad a negative impact on the stuff that we see when games get released, but you never know. I must admit, I was a bit sad seeing that he was an Australian creator doing amazing things on the platform and then just threw it all away. It's a real shame. This isn't brand new news, but just let me get on my soapbox for a sec. CD Projekt Red released their entire slew of games that will be upcoming in the next six to 10 years. And a lot of people have been musing that maybe they're biting off more than they can chew. Why haven't they learned their lessons from Cyberpunk announcing a game in 2012 that came out broken in 2020? And to those people, I would say that our memories are incredibly short. You forget that this developer has been creating games for a very long time. They've created massive hits and Cyberpunk was a financial success, even though it had a bad reputation. Despite all of the swirling details around the release of Cyberpunk and the last two years of post-development, CDPR still has a lot more to offer. They're opening a new studio in the US. They're moving to the Unreal game development engine instead of creating their own. All of these things bundled together mean we're looking at a really good future for CDPR. If you want to hear my entire opinion about the CDPR state of things, head over to the Twitch channel, Dead Drop Podcast, and my guest spot on the Game & Watch podcast is available there for you to see. Now for some quick gaming news headlines to keep you informed. EA's Origin Gaming Launcher is now being rebranded as the EA app. This means that if you have the Origin Launcher for some of your EA games, you may be offered an upgrade. This means the app is changing and apparently the EA app is pretty good. Platinum Games CEO Atsushi Inaba addresses Babylon's fall and its closure, saying that they can't talk about anything really but if you want the concrete details, 
you'd have to talk to Square Enix, implying that they aren't too happy with the partnership on the game thus far. Christoph Garns, director and co-writer of the 2006 Silent Hill film adaptation, has confirmed that there are a number of games in development. This is the first concrete bit of news we've heard about Silent Hill in the last little while. Elle Fanning has been teased to be in Kojima's next project, and apparently via a tweet, the next project may be Death Stranding 2. Miss Fanning being in the game was confirmed at PAX Australia, but no other details about the upcoming project have been revealed. And Bethesda has come out and confirmed that Deathloop and Dishonored are in fact in the same universe. The story in Deathloop to be happening after Death of the Outsider, the expansion to Dishonored 2. And that was the gaming industry news that you need to know. What did you think of the new format? Let me know in ratings and reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can tweet at me, at MattBlissPod, to let me know what you reckon as well. Make sure you head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. Check out the Instagram, the Twitch for that episode of Game & Watch Podcast that I was a guest on. And join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news. And make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Thank you.